It's Wednesday, so you've got me. I'm Carousel Baird. Hey, you can listen to me any day of the week. You can listen online at WRTFM.org, at the A Public Affair podcast, or on the WORT smartphone app. If you like what you hear, click the donate button and support community media. Your donation makes a huge difference. I'm really excited that we were able to coordinate with all of the individuals joining us today. It's really fantastic because we wanted to talk about the news that came out just yesterday. UW Health Nurses um, holding the rally yesterday to avert a strike that was pending. The strike has been averted. What does this victory mean? I think it's the first small step in a lot more work that has to be done. And here to talk to us more about uh, the success of the um, impending strike and the strike that got averted, we have some UW Health nurses joining us today. We have Sarah Quinn. Sarah's been a nurse for 13 years in the inpatient psychiatry unit. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. It's great to have you, Sarah. And you're, you're sounding a little... Sketchy there. Um, Sarah, try it again. I want to make sure we hear everything that you say. Are you able to hear me now? Okay. Uh, That's perfect. Much better. Yay. Oh, the magic of (laughs) of audio and radio. We get it all done somehow. It's perfect. It's perfect. (laughs) And then we have Justin Giebel. He is joining us. He's been a nurse for three years in the Trauma Medical and Surgical Intensive Care Unit. And Justin, you've cared for COVID patients during the pandemic. Justin, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <clears throat> certainly taking care of my fair share of COVID patients. Uh, my original unit was also a COVID unit. So basically, my whole career has involved COVID. Well, thank you for doing that, Justin. We really appreciate that. Um, and I'm scared to say that I'm not sure when the end of COVID is in sight. Um, but, you know, I appreciate all the work that you do there. And then we have um, Jack Trudell joining us. He's a registered nurse in... Um, the PACU and East Madison Hospital. All right, PACU. Jack, you have to tell me what that stands for. Jack, are you there? Oh, Jack, it looks like you might be muted. Try talking one more time. All right, we'll get to Jack in a minute. Um, But I'm so excited that you're all here with us. So, um, Sarah, can you sort of start us off with the strike was averted. You were ready to strike a three-day walkout starting on Tuesday. Um, and instead, UW has recognized the union. This was a big first step. Now, it's only a first step. Talk to us about what happened t- uh, to get us here. You know, really, I, I think um, having the pending strike really got the two sides together to talk to realize it was critical. And um, really thanks to all our leaders, including Governor Evers, who um, got got in the process. We were kind of getting stuck and helped push us through so that we could have this agreement where we're going to start meeting together at the table, um, union and management, and where we're also in the process of going through work um, to see if we can we believe we can be voluntarily recognized, and so is the Attorney General and many people, but we can formally go through that process. Well, and I think that's such an important part is that, right, let's acknowledge that striking is a severe 
action to take. And you, the nurses union, the nurses were striking because you felt like you had no other options, that the UW system wouldn't even acknowledge that the union had a right to exist. Is that accurate? Justin, you want to take that one? Yeah, you know, I think um, it really took something as drastic as, you know, potential work stoppage to bring people together and say, hold on, wait a minute. You know, we really, all of us want to do what's best for patients. And, you know, having UW nurses working at UW is the best thing for us. We just have to make sure that we're optimizing those conditions and, um, you know, creating this joint relationship with management is how we can do that. Jack, I think we have you joining us right now. Um, Jack Trudell, so glad that you're able to join us. You're a registered nurse with a post-anesthesia uh, care unit. Jack, can you talk to us about the history here? The, so UW Health Nurses had a union contract. It expired, I believe, in 2014. Act 10 uh, took place around uh, 2010. So when the contract expired, there was no obligation at that time for a new contract to be renewed. Is that is that sort of the history here? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Absolutely. Jack, perfect. Okay. Sorry. I, I've uh, learned the power of phones and my complete inability <laughs> to uh, work them. So uh, there you go. Uh, you have the chronology pretty much correct. Yeah, we um, kind of got lumped into Act 10 uh, in, kind of needlessly. We were, we're not... We're a public-private entity, so um, we are included in the Wisconsin retirement system, and that was kind of the reason why uh, the Scott Walker people kind of chose to lump us in. So, yes, we we lost our right to advance, uh, maintain our union in 2011, and then we worked until our contract ran out in 2014. Um, and since then, we've been at-will employees, uh, which, you know, I've been a nurse for 28 years, and I was lucky to be uh, a union nurse for the first 20 um, and it, it was a it was a tremendously scary moment, I think, certainly for me personally, but uh, on behalf of my patients, when I had to first walk back into that building um, without the rights, you know, that come with having a union contract. Jack, can you talk to us a little bit more about what what happened between the end of the contract in 2014 to um, now, which got the nurses at UW Health wanting to recreate the union and get some representation in uh, decisions that are happening with you and your patients? Um, you, well, unfortunately, what happened is without, without that voice and without that contract, uh, we saw a steady decline, certainly in things like economically. Uh, we, you know, we uh, didn't get kind of the, the, the steady raises and cost of living increases that were inherent in the, con- in the, in the contract and when we bargained with management. So just sort of economically, that was one thing. The more important thing, I think, is that patient care uh, really suffered, um, that staffing ratios increased, uh, that uh, the amount of time people were, uh, that, that nurses in the face of worsening conditions started to leave uh, UW Health in droves. I mean, when I, when I, I went to nursing school there, and um, it wasn't just an advertising slogan that it was a remarkable place to work and a remarkable place to, to receive care. Uh, it was the reality. People, you know, I worked with a bunch of people who came, who, who drove hour, you know, an hour or came a long way to come and work at UW Health because of our benefits, because of our working conditions, uh, and because of our voice. 
that all kind of turned around. So we found ourselves uh, in a much more precarious position uh, where we saw not just our patient care, but our sort of profession being um, slowly taken away from us. Um, so, you know, this is a tremendous step forward to regaining what we've lost. And, you know, a big part of this for me as somebody who's been doing this for this long and is probably hopefully closer to the end than the beginning of my career is that I, you know, I really am determined to leave my profession uh, and my patients um, in at least the good of places they were when, when I, I came to them. So uh, this agreement is a is not just a small step, but I think a tremendous step uh, forward to, to uh, regaining what we've lost and, and regaining the kind of quality patient care that, that UW Health um, is capable of providing. And Sarah, I'm wondering, can you help break down a little bit for us the issue of quality patient care? Um, was it uh, sort of the ratio of patient to, to nurses? Was it also the resources and time provided? Tell us how patient care has really uh, changed and deteriorated in the past few years at UW. Oh, Sarah, you're muted. Hmm. Are we able to unmute Sarah? We are not. All right. Uh, uh, Justin, do you want to take that question for us? Are you able to unmute? Yeah, I can do that. Um, You know, being the UW is where I started off as a nurse. um, And, you know, when I was starting, I apologize if you can hear a dog barking in the background. Um, I, there's I a dog. Starting, there's a dog barking in the background of every conversation I have on Zoom all the time. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, you know, when I started, I was being precepted by nurses who had been there, you know, shortly after or before our union contract expired, and they told me just, you know, they said we used to be so proud to work at UW, and. Um, now that pride has kind of left. And they said that, you know, a lot of the times, newer nurses, such as myself at that point in time, the time we were given for orientation, for training, was was shortened. The pressure was kind of ramped up. Our patient acuity has gotten higher and we care for. Many of them are being sent from all over the region to come to us for our specialty care. And the amount of knowledge that new nurses are expected to obtain in a short period of time, it, uh, there's a lot to just compound and it takes time to know that. And it's important that we know it because, you know, if you're taking care of someone with very specific or rare illnesses, but you don't know the signs and symptoms that they're deteriorating, how am I supposed to alert a physician to that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, can I also give an example of that, if that's okay? Sure, Jack. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, you, you, you ask, uh, you know, what, what PACU is, and it's the recovery room. I work in mostly outpatient surgery center We at the East Madison Hospital. We do a lot of surgeries where we have to admit for, for you know, overnight or a little more. We do uh, okay. hip replacements, knee replacements, so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, that instead of an emphasis on actually kind of quality care from top to bottom, it's really... Uh, turned into you know, getting patients in and getting them through. Um, 
and it's not even necessarily guaranteeing that they have a place to go. Uh, so one of the battles that we've fought over the last couple of years, this is kind of after the pandemic, is given the short staffing up on the floor of places where people would be admitted to, um, given that, there's often not rooms available for patients who have come in expecting that they're then going to spend the night in, in, a, in a hospital room taken care of by an inpatient nurse. Um, instead, what we were told we had to do by management is if there was no place to put these patients, uh, that we would have to stay with them overnight in the recovery room. And that meant people staying in a large room with no privacy, uh, with no access to, um, you know, a bathroom right there, a television. It meant they had to wait hours sometimes before they could actually see their families uh, after the surgeries. Wow. Um, what's that? I'm sorry. No, I said, wow. That, that's... Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, so for us, it was it meant that, uh, you know, I'm on call every few weeks to go in and take care of emergency surgeries that have to happen after hours. Uh, I am not on call to replace an inpatient nurse in an in, in, uh, inappropriate patient setting. Now, uh, I also think that that's a good example of what it will mean to have a collaborative relationship with management because uh, the nurses on my unit are very uh, firmly believe that we are defending patient care and we're not going to be asked to do things we're not comfortable with. So we actually organized ourselves to, to keep this pressure up on management to do it in a different way. Hmm. And it took them a year for them to actually offer bonuses to people to stay overnight, get volunteers instead of just sort of pointing the finger at the people who are on call. Um, they've started down that process uh, in good faith on the local unit level for, for us. Um, and I think that we could have taken that year out of it if we had a contract and had an ability to really sit down with management, tell people the problems uh, with their way of doing things um, and actually come to a, a solution we agree on. And that's in the process, but it's taken so much longer than it needed to. And in the meantime, people have quit and patients have been in you know, bad shape. So, I mean, concretely, that's what it means. There's such a connection between it's not just patient care and staffing and respect of the, the staff and the hours and the time that they do and negotiating uh, respectfully the work that they're doing and when they're doing it and how they're doing it is linked to patient care. Um, thank you for sort of laying that out for us, Jack. Uh, meanwhile, we have a question coming in. Uh, Ron is a retired, let me get this right, a retired nurse. Ron, you're on the line. Um, thanks for joining us. What are your thoughts? Thanks. Actually, I'm not a nurse, but oh, okay. disclosure, I retired nine days early, early in the pandemic from UW Health Hospitals Clinic. I see. Uh, I wondered how you figured out a workaround uh, around the Koch brothers, puppet, Scott Walker destroyed the unions. That's was the main reason. And then uh, concerning other departments like uh, maintenance, food service, cleaning at the hospitals, is has the staffing level per 100 patients decreased in recent years, or is it still fairly steady? Thanks. Thanks for your question, Ron. Is anyone able to answer that? Justin or Sarah or Jack? Uh, I'm not able was, to, oh, go sorry. ahead, Sarah. Um, I'm not able to answer about all the other services, but I can say that they have all been struggling um, a great deal with staff shortages as well. And, you know, really, I think the important thing about Act 10 was, you know, for a long time, and especially within the last three years, it's been clear that, 
you know, and Josh Call, you know, our attorney, attorney general, general yep. you know, reviewed this. Yeah, that UW could voluntarily recognize us. That's been a possibility for a long time. And it's just been a matter of getting them to the point where they're willing to talk with us about that, which we're really thankful that, you know, I'm sorry I had to go to such an extreme as a potential strike, but I'm so grateful that that has brought us together. And, you know, just to echo what everybody else said, you know, going on strike was a really hard decision for me and for a lot of people. Um, you know, we, I do what I do because I love my patients and my coworkers and, I guess just to stress that that's how important this has been for all of us, that, you know, I just want this to be the best place for my patients. I've been there 13 years. I want to stay there, but it's just been getting, it's been getting too hard. And I think I've had really difficult days short staffed where I've had a hard time walking back into the hospital because I thought, I just don't know if I can do this again. And, um, you know, I think the really good thing about this is that we're at the bedside. We know each other. We talk about this every day amongst each other. And to not have that voice at the table to try to help us get through this, to solve these problems, just never made any sense to me. Sarah, and I'm yeah. No, keep going. I wanted to even build on, um, and thanks to Ron for his question, to sort of build on the idea of, can you tell us about you know, all the different pieces that had to come into play to get you here. You talked about um, the decision by um, Attorney General Josh Call. I know that uh, the Dane County Board lended support, a lot of external things. And there were also internal efforts to help yes. um, resolve this. Talk to us about some of that. Um, gosh, well, we, uh, I, I think at least twice I know we had... Um, sent around cards where, you know, the the majority of nurses signed on that we did want a union. So it, it kind of started quietly of us building that base and building that strength. And then really it's been an ongoing effort of nurses talking to each other one-to-one, you know, keeping them informed about what's going on and about the opinion. So it's just been really a lot of dedicated groundwork of talking to each other to kind of build that momentum and then the incredible support from SEIU and you know, uh, people in our community, all of our alders, um, you know, tag evers, just just an endless amount of people that help. But really, it was just on the ground, you know, us talking about how critical it was that we be part of the solution so that we can provide the best care we can. And so that we stop losing our best, our most experienced nurses because we're losing too many um, and we need to keep them so we can train new nurses. So it, it was really just on the ground, you know, nurse to nurse and with the support of those other folks. Jack, I know you wanted to chime in on this as well. And I wanted to get your your take on this. But also, can you help highlight a lot of the conversations that I've been hearing in the community when there was sort of a, a greater understanding of, oh, the UW health nurses may strike and here's their concern. Everyone was sort of saying, oh, right, because things have gotten so bad under COVID. And especially with your 28 years of experience, the last 18 at UW East Madison's hospital, can you help us understand what role COVID played in this? And, and I mean, th- from what I'm hearing from you, this was uh, an issue even before COVID hit. Uh, yes, absolutely. I actually, sorry, uh, I actually spent most of my, sorry if I'm screwing this up, um, I spent actually most of my time at UW Health down at the main hospital. I was in the cardiac critical care unit. I was in interventional radiology for a while. So uh, 
you know, East Madison Hospital is uh, within the last five years for me. Okay. Um, uh, COVID actually just, in a lot of ways, just brought this entire, it exposed a lot just about, not just about the weakness, I think, uh, and problems at UW Health, but kind of in the in the health system in the United States overall, and that's maybe a bigger and different conversation, but I think uh, that um, that was certainly true. Uh, you know, Justin talked about uh, his experience, and it's amazing to me, having been in critical care environments, uh, where when I was there, even as a you know a ten year veteran, I always had other people that ex- had experience and and answers to my questions. Um, that is not the case uh, during the pandemic. I mean, I talked to uh, a couple people down in in TLC, which is the main um, intensive care unit downtown, who literally had been nurses for like two or three years, and they're not just taking care of these patients by themselves; they're actually being the charge nurses in those situations, and that's I you know. As somebody who's been in those environments, I cannot tell you enough how scary that is yeah. um, and especially dangerous that is. I mean, people risking, uh, you know, in, in many cases, other people's lives, um, but also, uh, you know, risking their professional credentials should they make a wrong mistake, because, uh, make a mistake based purely on what they're trying to deal with and what they're trying to do. What it means if you have too many patients that are too sick at the same time is you start having to choose do I treat this person's pain? Do I hold this person's hand? Do I cut short this conversation with this family member to get them to understand their loved one's condition? Uh, being a nurse is not, uh, you know, you cannot be a nurse if you're running around like Lucy trying to catch the chocolates coming off the end of the conveyor belt. That is not what patient care is about. Um, it's about actually sitting, listening, watching, uh, and caring for people, being attuned to every little thing um, and really, as somebody who's done this for this long, I almost can't explain when I walk in a room, but I, I can focus pretty quickly and immediately on the, the next important thing that has to happen there. Uh, that is something that you cannot learn under that kind of pressure. Uh, if you do, it's going to have effects on the patients. Um, so, you know, concretely, that's what that has meant. Um, I also, well, I'll cut it short there because I yeah. want to. Yeah. Well, and I want to remind everyone you're listening to WORT 89.9 FM Madison. We are talking with UW Health Nurses Sarah Quinn, Justin Giebel, and Jack Trudell. Um, Sarah, did you want to chime in on that? Was there something? Yeah, I just, I mean, just, I think, you know, really simply, I think that losing the experienced nurses is critical. You know, when I started under the union, nobody left. <laughs> mm. I mean, I learned from nurses with 30 years of experience, and they, so much of what I still practice today comes from that time of having time to be with the patients and to really learn. Um, and I'm grateful I get to share that. But just also to back up, these issues did start before the pandemic, and you know, it was a different place to be under the union. And I had really held out hope that we could do it through our councils, which I'm a part of, which are great, but it would just weren't being heard. And mm-hmm. so I'm just really grateful that we're returning to what was really working. Well, and that's what I want to talk about. Justin, can you tell us in our sort of final um, moments here, we have about five more minutes or so to talk to us about what happens next, right? This, what, the the sort of truce that has happened right now and calling off the strike is a great first step. But the agreement really is that now everyone at least will go to the table in good faith, which hasn't been happening, which is what you need to achieve things. But now comes the work of achieving things. 
Yeah, so I think we really start that whole building our relationship back up, making sure that, you know, I do believe that both nurses and management will go to the table in good faith. Um, and, you know, at the same time, too, we're still looking for answers to those questions of whether or not we can get full collective bargaining rights through um, if we are covered under the jurisdiction of the Peace Act. And um, we're, we're immediately going to the table with our uh, management, but we're also also going to file that joint petition to WERC, the Wisconsin Employment Relations Commission. So I think that's kind of the quick and dirty of it. Um, I think some of the finer details would probably warrant, uh, I guess, maybe a more formal, uh, someone more of an expert in that field. Well, Jack or Sarah, do you want to chime in with, do you know specifically what are some of the first conversations that will be happening? Um. Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we we will be sitting down in the collaborative process with management who, you know, um, only several weeks ago said that they weren't going to have that conversation. Uh, we will bring our concerns. We're not just sitting there to sit together, you know, and smile at each other. We're going to sit down and actually work on some of these problems. And the background of this, uh, and I think that management um, understands this, is that by choosing to actually go on strike uh, and voting to go on strike and preparing to go on strike, people have said in the, in the loudest possible way that they can that enough is enough. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel very lucky that they chose to listen to that and not, you know, not make us keep going. I mean, there are 15,000 nurses in Minnesota right now who have a much more intransigent uh, management committed to uh, maintaining a subpar uh, care, subpar care environment for, um, for the nurses, and they've had to go out on the street and, 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 you know, make that gut-wrenching choice of actually leaving their coworkers and their patients behind as the best way to fight for both of those both of those things. So um, yeah. I think we'll sit down. I think we will, in, in the process, we now have the right to sign union cards and be union members, and I expect that we will be doing that in uh, mass numbers over the course of the next weeks. Um, I think we'll go with management to the WERC uh, and see what they have to say, and I think if they give us the right to have a vote and, and form a union, we will immediately do so, and management has agreed to that. They have reserved the right to... Um, to uh, contest that ruling if it comes that way in court, uh, which is fine. But I think in the meantime, we have to show them that there's no stopping us at this point, that we're mm-hmm. not going to turn, that we're not going to be ignored anymore, that we want to work with them as far as they're willing to work with us and, and hope that they take advantage of that opportunity. And our, our final minutes here, and it's been just really wonderful talking with you. And I really appreciate all three of you bringing your different perspectives and, and expertise uh, to the show today. And, so clearly unified it's so helpful to hear that no matter you know what area of uw health nursing that you're working in you're all on the same page and fighting for the same thing and it feels really wonderful to be a resident of madison and have that in our our final 30 seconds here sarah can you tell us what are other ways that the community can be supportive uh, of the work that you're doing how can we stay involved Gosh, I just think keep an eye on things. You know, we have a SEIU um, has 
you know, good information out there on all kinds of social media platforms. And my hope is I believe we are going to be able to work this out with management and get a good reeling through work, but we may need to call on the community support again. So, you know, just stay tuned and also just keep supporting all workers, um, not just nurses, but all the workers out there trying to organize right now. It's a powerful movement and everybody needs the help and we can make this, we can make everything better together. We just need to stick with it and vote, vote, really vote. <laughs> <The> ele- <laughs> I, that, that's a perfect ending of all those things have to happen. I so appreciate all three of you joining us today. Again, um, UW Health Nurses, Sarah Quinn, Justin Giebel, and Jack Trudell, thank you all for joining us today. And a big thank you to everyone for listening. Again, WORT 89.9 FN Madison. Thanks, Rochelle and Megan and Charlie for putting today's show together. And we'll see you again next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground, another pirate station.